Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com slash governance. IBM. Let's create. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Welcome to Good Calls with Dean Blandino, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, what's up? Another episode of Good Calls with me, Dean Blandino. Joined by Travis Hanson, Joe Madrid, and Scott Camel joining us for this week. 139 days since the NBA shut down, Travis. I, uh, I took your script and I just added seven days from last week's script. Yeah. 139 days since the NBA shut down on March 11th, and we are we are on the on the the cusp of the NBA returning. And uh, but well, baseball here, so so we could we could take those days back a few because baseball returned last week. Baseball has returned. We are a week in, and let's start with that. Obviously. Uh. We get through the first weekend. We did not get unscathed. COVID is the gift that keeps on giving. And the the Miami Marlins, right? They're the Miami Marlins now. They're, they're not the Florida Marlins anymore, right? It's Miami. So the Miami Marlins. I heard they had to change uh, their name because the fish are starting to get offended. Oh, there you go, Joe. But I'm pumped. There it was. Now wow. the fish are getting offended. So um, that that would make the change not not the the city state would be the Marlins would change. So um, several players on the Marlins tested positive for COVID. The number has continued to rise. At last last I read, there was up to fifteen positive tests. Most of those being players. Um, the Marlins were scheduled. They had just played the Phillies. Um, Marlins and Phillies shut down temporarily to undergo further testing. So the Marlins are shut down through Sunday. So until August 3rd, which would be Monday, August 3rd, the Phillies shut down to Friday, July 31st. No Phillies tested positive on Monday. But again, obviously, that doesn't mean that somebody doesn't have it. They're going to take additional testing. And this is really the first big 
you know, there were some things like MLS had some issues where they had to shut down some teams and, and, and postpone some games. Um, MLS doesn't get quite the, the, the publicity and the notoriety that certainly MLB does. So this is really the first big test um, right now with professional sports in terms of baseball, basketball, and it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out because, like I said, shutting down those two teams temporarily, that affected two other teams, right? The Yankees were supposed to play the Phillies. The Orioles were supposed to play the Marlins. The Orioles were already in Florida. The Yankees were, you know, not a not a long trip to Philly. Now those two teams will go play. The Orioles and the Yankees will play to fill in the gaps. And uh, and then we'll see if these games are made up at some point. If the, if the Marlins can continue to play, Obviously, that's why they have the bigger rosters. 30 players the first couple of weeks was meant for something like this. Uh, and, and we'll see. We'll see if that's something that uh, the, you know, the Marlins can recover from. And, uh, you know, what happens? What happens if the Marlins, hey, they're not going to play? Do we just, we go from 30 to 29 teams and we just keep playing? I, I don't know. It's, we're, it's all uncharted territory at this point. And I saw the statement from Derek Jeter, and it seems like he was a little upset, you know, because in there he kind of puts in there, we were all uh, healthy after spring 2.0 before departing on the road. Um, I mean, but going on the road, like there's, there's so many people and it's such a challenge that it's, it's got to be tough for them. And I saw a number that was 17 really positive yeah. tests that I, yeah. And it's just, it's unreal. It's It's unreal. Well, they said, you know, maybe was it was it the charter flight? Was somebody on the charter flight? So I got to imagine that if you're not in, and we'll talk about the bubble concept versus the non-bubble concept, but if you're in this non-bubble concept, if you get on a flight, if you are in a hotel, then anybody that's around the club, I can't imagine the people on that charter flight aren't tested. And they're not, you know, they're not screened pilots. Like days beforehand too, right? You would think that would yeah. be like multiple days before leading up. To Whatever it is. And so you're coming into contact certainly um, with people when you go on the road. But I think, again, the goal is to minimize all of that. And you have, right, you have the NBA and the NHL, which are going to hub city bubble model. And so far the NBA and NHL have, they have not had a lot of positive tests. They haven't started playing games yet, but Everybody is basically in the same site. NBA is in Orlando. Um, NHL, and we'll get into that later. NHL said, basically said, peace out, USA, and we're going to go, we're going to be in Canada only, and we're going to take, we're going to take hockey, our sport, and we're going to bring it back to Canada, and we're going to play in Edmonton and Toronto. Um, so certainly the, the, the likelihood of something happening, um, outside of a bubble and traveling is going to go up. And I think that's the reality MLB and, and, and the NFL um, have to live with. And I think they're, you know, they, they, their eyes are wide open at this point. Certainly the NFL has the, the benefit of seeing what's happening with baseball and maybe adjusting accordingly. It's going to be interesting to see how, how again, how it all plays out. Another thing that, that Jeter said, they're going to go to daily testing at this point too. And, yeah. and that's, that's a good thing. Hopefully they'll be able to to, to nip this thing and, and this will be the, the worst of it, but hard to say, hard to say. And, and speaking of the NBA, so what's Joe, what's the best chicken wing you've ever had? Like where, where's the spot? 
Where's the spot that you're like, dude? Because I know mine, but what, I'll tell you mine. But you, what, Joe? What you? My my favorite chicken wing is uh, in Arizona. It's at, at a, a restaurant called Topox Sixty Six. They smoke them and then fry them, so you get the smokiness. Oh, I yeah. like that. fantastic wing. So, but is that? Let's say your let's say your job and your career and the health and safety of your colleagues was. It was either I, I'm I'm going to get those chicken wings or I'm going to put all those other things at risk. Are those wings worth <laughs> the risk? <laughs> uh, this is a great segue. You know, I'm going to say no. I'm going to just pass on the chicken wings. <laughs> I mean, if you guys have, if you guys have, I look, I love wings. One, my favorite is down the hatch in New York City, downtown, um, downtown Manhattan. We used to go. They would do like a, it was like a, a twenty cent wing. Uh, pitchers of beer and you could go on a Sunday or Saturday and watch college football or NFL football and just get hammered and eat as many wings as you can. And they were awesome. That's the best chicken win I've had, but I don't think I would put my career and, and, and the NBA season at risk, which is kind of an, I love Lou Williams. He's always, I think he's, I think he's one of the one, you know, obviously perennial sixth man of the year candidate. Um, and he's uh, like, a legitimate scorer in the NBA has been doing it for a while, but to leave on an excused absence to go for a funeral and then have to go get chicken wings at a strip club doesn't seem like the, the, a very, a very good choice right now. What? Okay. Maybe you don't love chicken wings the way that Lou Williams does. What if it was a pint of half baked? Give me something half baked. Okay. I need to get a chicken farm. It's their favorite. Or a chicken farm. farm. Or a chicken farm. I would I'm pretty sure I can I'm pretty sure Lou Williams could have gotten those wings delivered. I I, I, I think so. I'm pretty sure today's day and age, you can pretty much get anything delivered. So I can get my half baked delivered. I can get my chicken farm delivered. I can get my pizza delivered. I can get my chicken wings delivered. So I'm pretty sure he could get those wings delivered. Um and maybe what was great is that how he got caught. Was it was who there was a it was a rapper that posted a picture on Instagram of him and Lou Williams at Magic City in Atlanta, which is an iconic strip club. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to say I haven't been there, but it's <laughs> I, I don't know I don't know who it was, but I think it was a, a rapper. Jack Harlow is that is that a rapper? I don't even I know. Think, yes, yes, that's who it was. Posted Help a out, photo. Guys. Posted a photo <laughs> of them on Instagram. And then deleting it right away when Lou was probably like, dude, what, what, are, you what are you doing? I'm supposed <laughs> to be quarantined. It, and then he, and like a good friend, he tried to backtrack and say it was an older picture, but they uh, were both wearing face masks in the picture. Uh, well, and, and he was like, I posted it because I just missed my friend. And it's like, mm-hmm. that is the, the, that's like a very bad experience. Of just like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I just missed it, but I deleted the photo for some reason. It's yeah, because I was just like, reminiscing because I missed him. <laughs> yeah, I just think again, and look, we all, everybody makes mistakes, but I think, and and I think this goes into the bigger discussion about the bubble concept, and and obviously the NHL, NBA, they you know they want everybody in essence quarantine. Everybody in this in this one place, they can control who has access to this, you know, this 
the facility and, and the living quarters and everything else. They can limit the number of people. And that is certainly, um, you know, a, a very good step to take. But when you have people that are going to leave the bubble, I think it, what it showed is, yes, Lou Williams left the bubble. Now he has to go 10-day quarantine. It's going to cost him $150,000. He's going to miss games. And, and I mean, that works. It, the, the concept works. When you get into MLB, you have less control over what these players are, are going to do. You can control them within the facility, um, within the stadium, within the clubhouse. But once they go off on their own, then, then it's like the honor system and they have to do the right thing. And that's what the NFL is going to be, is going to be charged with. And what the NFL is doing, and you think about it, it's really hard when you think about the NFL to say, okay, let's create a bubble in every, in every city. You're dealing with a much bigger number than NBA, NHL, and even baseball. When you think about 53 players on an, on an active roster, um, 10 practice squad players and all of the coaching staff, some coaching staff go 20, 25 deep. And then all of the personnel and athletic trainers and medical and, and equipment managers, you're talking about, you know, 120, 130 people per club. And that's a big, big number. And, and I think the NFL went a different route. What the NFL is doing is they're going testing. They're going to go daily testing to start and then see where that goes and then maybe back off to every other day. They're doing, they're using technology, um, this, this contact tracing program that everybody, when you go into an NFL facility, you're going to, they're going to wear like a wrist device. And that device is going to monitor uh, your whereabouts. It's going to tell you when you're too close to somebody else. Um, it's, going to, it's going to be able to tell if somebody tests positive it's going to be able to tell who was in within six feet of that person in the last 48 hours. And that's how the NFL is approaching this to be able to, you know, monitor, screen, test, and, and, and then be able to adjust if there is a positive test. Um, so that's another way to go in lieu of keeping everybody in the same place, but it's not perfect. And like, like Lou Williams or anybody else, they leave that facility, now they're on their own. And are they going to social distance? Um, Correct there are, if I'm wrong. Yeah, but it, wasn't he going to have to quarantine regardless? Because he he left, yeah. right? So yeah, he so, was going to have to quarantine regardless. Yeah, I mean it's it's a fun story, obviously, because of the circumstances. But if it was just Lou Williams spotted at a TGI Fridays in Atlanta, people would be like, "Well, okay, you know, he's going to quarantine anyways." But but I don't uh, think he was going to quarantine for ten days. I don't. Oh I really? Think, yeah, I don't think the ten days. Don't they just have to have a couple negative tests and then they can get back to work? Oh, over, yeah, over like I, a twenty-eight I, or forty or twenty-four or forty-eight hour window or something. Yeah, oh, I'm not, okay. not exactly. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure, but I think the fact that he was in this public place and wasn't following social distancing guidelines, I think that there, there's there's a much higher bar. And I think that's what the NFL is saying. There are there are restrictions that the NFL and the NFLPA have agreed upon. Um, you know, you can't go to any kind of a social environment with 15 or more people. You can't go to even a church service with that's more than 25% capacity, all of these things. But again, how many NFL players are going to just go home, you know, social distance, wear a mask? You know, you would hope that the majority will and you would hope that everybody does. But the reality is, is 
Well, everybody's gonna yeah. do it. I, I just think the problem is like there's bubble, like they're trying to create, you know, with their tracing program and stuff, but it's just like you're either in a bubble or you're, it, 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 or it's just kind of like you're playing with much more fire because like the bubble in theory so far with the NBA and the NHL seems to be working. Like the, if, if every, any listener has like a subscription to the athletic, they've had some good articles of like, this is the process that like this hockey team went through to get into the bubble. This is the level of testing. So it's just like, even if, you know, an NFL player is following the rules and then, you know, there's significant others following the rules, but you know, since they're not in a bubble, if the either of those people or their kid goes to like a grocery store and then they, you know, it's just like, you just can't, there's no, there's no like foolproof way. And given how big caseloads are across America right now, especially in specific cities, certain teams and certain player personnel are going to be much higher at risk. Yeah. And that's what you think about the Marlins, right? Obviously what's going on in Florida. I talked to a friend of mine today that said he was in Florida in June. He said he was in, he was in Florida for, for work in um, April. And he said, people were wearing masks and people were, um, observing social distancing guidelines. And then he had to go back in June. He said it was like the attitude was like there was no virus. Like people were, he was wearing a mask and people were looking at him like he was crazy. And that is, that's insane to me right now. Like that, that is, uh, look, everybody, can you choose to live your life the way you want to live your life to do your thing? But that's so irresponsible with what's going on right now. And, um, and you think about like the Dolphins and the other teams in Florida, like Bruce Arians said, he's gonna he's gonna coach. He's coaching with a face mask and a face shield. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I think well, he has know, all the, kinds of pre-existing yeah uh, cancer treatments and yeah, uh, and yeah, so, I can't blame him. And the and, but but like Scott said, I think it's a good point. You could do everything right as a player, and I think mm-hmm. most players will. But it's like driving. You could you could observe every rule of the road, and you could be a complete safe driver and still get into an accident because somebody else does something, you know, Absolutely. wrong. And that's what could happen. You know, somebody, a family member, a friend, somebody you come in contact with, and and now you have it. And I think that's where the NFL is saying, and Dr. Alan Sills, who's the chief medical officer for the NFL, is saying we've created a virtual bubble through our screening and tracing. Um, protocol and and so if somebody does come in with the you know it, with the virus we'll pick it up right away and we can we can remove that person and not infect others and that's that's the way they're approaching it um well and i think that yeah uh, go ahead uh, oh i was just gonna ask if you have heard anything else as far as what the league protocol obviously they probably they're obviously watching what mlb is doing but you know if a quote unquote outbreak occurred within a team, I mean, if, if you, you know, if it's enough major personnel, uh, you know, there's obviously it, it's difficult the way scheduling is in football compared to even the way baseball is right now, where it's like you can push a few games, they could maybe do a couple double headers. It's like you can't really do that with the way the NFL well, is. Well, here, here's why, here's what I think could happen is, I, I still, I'm, I'm still, and I'm, I'm, 
I'm fairly optimistic that there will be an NFL season. I'm I'm not. I would I'd be very I'd be pleasantly shocked, but I'd be shocked if it's a full 16 game. And I think maybe it's you know because if something happens with the team and they have to push back, look, we have we have until February to play the season, and maybe a complete season is 12 games. Maybe a complete season is 10 games. Maybe there's a shutdown for five weeks and we resume in, you know, in November, December. There's so many variables right now. And mm-hmm. I think it's all, I think it's all on the table because like you said, can, can a league continue? It's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Marlins because if, if the Marlins have 25 positive tests, you know, they're not going to be, be able to play for two or three weeks. Um, can you continue a season or do you just kind of say they're not playing the Marlins are out and, and now we're down to, now we're down to 2019. Um, so it's like, Ooh, I love this. I'm watching the Dodgers Astros game and it was a three Oh pitch, three Oh pitch. And Joe Kelly threw the ball over Bregman's head. Like I'm going to walk you. I'm going to walk you. I'm throwing this 98 miles an hour over your head. Like it's three zero, and he literally just threw it right behind his head, and you could tell. And Bregman, Bregman looked up like, "Okay, all right, we deserve it." <laughs> but anyway, back to uh, yeah. I like I said, it's it's going to be interesting. I really feel like the league has done some things with the schedule to allow for um, some breaks and some things like that. So maybe we see. You know, I've heard talk to people around the league and maybe they feel like it could be a complete season versus a 16 game season. I don't know. Maybe it's 10 games, maybe it's 12 games. Um, but mm-hmm. I think what happens with the Marlins is going to be a real indicator of, uh, because when you think about if it's, if it's 17, which Travis said, and let's say 17 of those, maybe 15 are players, that's half of their roster right now. Um, right. Half of an NFL roster is like, right. That's, that's 27, 26, 27 players. Um, that's a sure. big number. It's a big number. Well, and then it doesn't have to be, uh, it doesn't even have to be that much for the NFL where if it's like, if it's the starting QB and like a starting two receivers, you're like, well, yeah, we can put in other guys, but we're screwed. <laughs> I think I mean? that, yeah. And, but I think that's going to have to be, I think, look, if Tom Brady gets it, I think next man up, you know, I, I think we're talking about a, a real numbers thing versus a, the, the type of player. I think if Patrick Mahomes gets it next man up, you know, those types of things. It's um, cra- it's, it's going to be crazy what this stuff gonna, does to the, to the, to the gaming lines. I mean, if, well, if a yeah, guy like Mahomes I mean, goes down, if Saturday night before a game, it. Mahomes goes, gets a positive test. Geez. I mean, right? That is just that'll be huge. That'll be huge, huge, huge. And then you think about so, kind of wrapping up the NFL conversation. Up to, right now, at least twenty-five players have already opted out for the league. They negotiated it. If you're high risk, it's a three hundred fifty thousand dollars. You get three hundred fifty thousand um, dollars. You get an accrued season, and your one. The way I understand it is your twenty twenty salary then basically jumps to twenty twenty one. Um, not high risk. You can still opt out 150,000 and the same, the same deal. Uh, up to 25 players right now, six Patriots have opted out. 
And it's funny because you hear a lot of people, and not that this is the case, but it's hard to sit there and go, is this Belichick figuring something out that's saying, you know, we're going to get some salary cap relief or we're going to do something, <laughs> right? Like people around the right. league, don't think people around the league aren't thinking that that's right awesome. now. Like how is he manipulating this to just their pay. benefit? Well, because Hightower isn't, yeah, isn't he a free agent after this season, which would yeah. become now after the 2021 season? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if there yeah. is a season to throw, this is going to be the one, right? Like, well, look, don't, and here's the thing, Bill. Bill Belichick is is all about winning. He's not going to throw the season. Anybody that no says, anybody that says that they're going to tank is they just signed Cam Newton. That should tell you everything you need to know, right? He didn't sign Cam Newton to. To, to tank the season. So Bill wants to win, but certainly Bill is going to, is going to attempt to gain an advantage, just like any other team would attempt to gain an advantage. Not saying this, but I'm just not saying this is him trying to gain an advantage, but don't think people around the league are thinking that in the back of their mind. Of course. That's incredible. I hadn't even thought of that. Like that's, that's so funny. Well, yeah, when, when, when it's six Patriots players, you kind of go, whoa, wait a minute, why are so many Patriots? And not that they have good reason. Um, you know, Exactly. You're playing checkers, Trav. Belichick's playing chess, baby. I know, right? He's I know. A couple moves ahead. Uh, and then always, kinda, always. You know, before we take a break, just college football, nothing really new right now. Um, I've got a call next week on uh, with about some things, but right now it's still waiting on, you know, what is the SEC going to do? Um, what is the Big 12 going to do? You're hearing things. There are some, the Big 12, right? Texas is saying they're going to open up their, their season September 5th. I think I saw one tweet and, half capacity in the stadium that it just feels very aggressive and optimistic to make that statement right now. Um, I know some conferences, right. The SWAC, the MEAC, uh, the Ivy league, the colonial, the Patriot, they're not playing until the spring. Um, big 10 pac 12 conference only. It's still up in the air, right? Everything is still up in the air. And I think this next week is going to be a real kind of watershed moment for, for college football because then you start, you know, summer camps and things like that. It's, uh, we'll see. Keep, we'll in, see what keep in mind, half capacity for the Longhorns opening game is 50,000 people. 50, so that is so many people. Very, that's still very optimistic. It, it's got to be. I can't imagine 50,000 people in one place anywhere right now. I just, um, and I, I don't know, I was looking, I think, I, I don't know how accurate it is, but I was looking at the cases in California, and they seem to be going down last couple of days. I don't know how far they have to go down, but um, I don't know. They still, still seem to be spiking in places like Florida and, and um, Georgia, and so people take it seriously, we're, we're, we're going to be in for a long haul. Dean, did you see the latest from NCAA President Mark Emmert saying he's very concerned in the interview he did with ESPN? 
that and he thinks it makes sense to either shorten the schedule or delay the start. Yeah, I, I think you could see. I think we could delay the, the start of the season. I think that's a real a real possibility. If if college conferences are gonna are only gonna play conference schedules only, first three weeks are normally non conference anyway. So rather than start Labor Day weekend, start first weekend in October, and and see where we are at that point. Um, you can still finish the season. You're gonna play ten games. You can finish by Thanksgiving. Um, and then we'll see where the country's at. And then if we're going to play the bowl games, how that's going to work. Because remember, with some of these conferences not playing, you have 44, 43 or 44 bowls that you have to populate. And if the SWAC and the MEAC and, and Ivy and all these other leagues aren't playing football, your number of teams goes down. So I don't know how we're going to play 44. Joe Kelly just threw it another Astro. Um <laughs> I don't think that was the purpose, though. Carlos, you know what? I hate Carlos Correa, too. Stay focused. Stay focused. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> first and second, I don't think he's throwing at somebody. But that was a breaking ball. It just got away from me. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I can just do play-by-play for the game. Travis, yeah. can you can you keep this guy, can you keep your star in check, please? <laughs> I know, right? We're, we're recording a show here for the love. <laughs> It's about sports. I'm, I feel like I'm I'm doing play by play for you know something non. I love the passion. It's, it's it's the passion you get with sports, and that's what I love about it. That's why I'm I can talk about HGTV too and be just as passionate. All right, let's take a break. <laughs> let's take a break. We come back. I'm going to talk about the that got my Next one, good call. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com consulting. IBM. Let's create. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Paid by up-level rewards. Paid participation required. Actor portrayal. Attention all listeners. Are you ready to earn $750? Well, get ready because I'm about to introduce you to GetMy750.com, the ultimate way to earn. Here's the scoop. Instead of just streaming shows or playing games on your phone for nothing, you have the chance to earn additional cash. 
That's right. From trying out new subscriptions to playing your favorite mobile games, you can get extra cash in your pocket. Simply sign up at GetMy750.com and follow the instructions to start earning immediately. So, what are you waiting for? Turn your favorite apps into real cash with GetMy750.com. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to earn rewards for things you're already doing on your phone. Check out GetMy750.com today. That's right. Get started right now at GetMy750.com. Just go to GetMy750.com or Google GetMy750 Cash. Follow the simple instructions and get your $750. That's GetMy750.com. GetMy750.com. Uh, we're back on good calls. You know, I'm uh, I have a love hate relationship with social media. I'm I'm not. My Instagram's private. I don't really post a ton of Instagram pictures of my kids, things like that. Um, but Twitter, I'm on, and especially during football season, I have to be on Twitter. People do ask questions, and but I don't. I'm not. Twitter has never been a great place. And it just feels, it's not a great place right now. It probably feels like a worse place. But Kyle Brandt, Kyle, um, you know, he's on Good Morning Football on the NFL Network. And uh, he, Travis, read, read his tweet. And yeah, he said, yeah, Joe Kelly. Yeah. All right. Can you focus? Come on, man. Shut the game off. No, yeah. It's possible <laughs> each other now. He's like, why Turn are you going to cry, baby? Joe Kelly's going to cry, baby. Go back to the dugout. Go back to the dugout. Love it. You got to turn the Love TV it. off. Turn the TV off. <laughs> they're anyway, not allowed Kyle, to fight, though. They're not allowed to fight. This could this could escalate. Oh, they're not allowed to fight. Which which reminds me of over the weekend, you saw that argument between the umpire and the and the manager for I can't remember which team, but they both masked up before they. You you had this argument. is bre- this is breaking news. They they're bench clearing. There's no fighting, but they have benches have cleared in the Astros Dodger game right now. <laughs> bench clearing stare Clear down when you're, when you're listening to the show on Thursday or Friday when you're morning. listening when you, the, the bullpens have now made it they a little late but they've now made it cooler head seen to be maybe they should have a dance off that's what they should do <laughs> dance off cooler heads have now seen to be prepa- seen to be prevailing but you have to expect it have a dance off and you know what Carlos Correa <laughs> go back to the dugout Dusty Baker I love you from a Dodger but go back to the dugout you have to expect this move on alright so read Kyle Brandt's tweet yeah he said there's a segment of the NFL media that seems to be almost rooting for COVID to affect the season they want it they see the Marlins news and say yep lots of luck football these are people who make their livings off football I don't get it okay so let's talk about that I while I don't agree with exactly what he's saying, I don't think anybody's rooting for COVID. I, I kind of get what he's saying because there are, and, and, and I want you guys' opinion on this. I do feel like in life in general, but in the media as well, there are people that tend to lean toward the, the negative versus the positive. And look, negative reporting you look at, remember for forever, right? It was the six o'clock news and you put on the news and it was like murders and crime and everything else. It wasn't a good deal. I don't deal. think that was. I think that's still how it is. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I think that, I, I think that's blue. still, but I'm, what I'm saying is how many people still watch the six o'clock news where that has more or less transitioned to your social media and things like that. And but I do feel like there is a sense of, right. There was people that were ready to jump on this Marlin story and say, well, 
you know, now the NFL, right? Good luck with football. Good luck. So I kind of get what he's saying. I don't think anybody is rooting for the virus. I think that's, that is kind of silly, but I do kind of get, there are people that in that get kind of get off on that negativity. And, and like, I want to hear your guys' opinion because I feel like there are people like that in life that it's like, you know, they can't wait to tell you they, you know, you, you know, what? it's like, it's like when they fly and they have a bad experience flying, tell you about it. They can't wait to tell you about what happened to them. That was so wrong. That was the, the, and I'm like, and maybe I'm I'm too far the other way where I don't like I don't like to share anything, but I just feel like there are a lot of people like that, and I feel like that's what he was getting at. Yeah, I think on social media in general, there's just way too much negativity, and I I don't you guys know me, I don't get on social media at all hardly, um, other than like during football season, seeing what what news is going on. But like, I I see that. I think a lot of people you hear, um, you know. It's different talk radio. They're, they're rooting for chaos, and this would obviously cause a lot of chaos. Um, but I, I, I haven't seen any like stories, reporters that are, are, are rooting for it. So I, I don't know that I, I can agree with that that side of it. But yeah, I do see that side of, of, of different. Just reporting the news and reporting the news does sound like it's very negative when it is that bad with the Marlins. So that's that's where I'm at with it. But, I just think there's too much negativity on it. Nobody in like think about and Scott. I'll throw this to you. Reporting has changed. Like reporting the news was one thing. Like stating facts is one thing. That very little of that takes place today. Like there, there's facts that are reported, but then it it, it almost always transitions to opinion. Well, and, there's a and, lot of yeah, yeah. No, sorry. Go ahead. You know that. Well, the, I I think that the tweet that he did is uh, a lot like the problems with a lot of what news is. Uh, I, I think there's still a lot of good, hard news being done. And if you watch like the nightly news, it's pretty much just a straightforward rundown of like, this is what happened today. Here's this a thing that happened here. Yeah. You know, agree. blah, 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 blah. But uh, it's just it, the, the way that his tweet is structured is exactly what he's actually complaining about, which is you're staking an opinion and then creating an adversarial opinion if you disagree. Yeah. So his, his, the way he said it is there's a segment of the NFL media that seems to almost be rooting for their COVID to affect the season. And then he says down below further, there are people, these are people who make a living off football. So he's kind of not only saying that there there's a segment of people who want the, the league to have issues. But then he says, like, this is how they make their money. It doesn't make any sense to me. So he is staking his position as, like, I just want good to happen, which is common sense. And anyone who disagrees with my opinion now has to be, like, negative and basically dumb and evil. So it's like, it's like, it's like, he kind of did exactly what he claims is the problem, which is why I think, you know, it got a lot of reactions. And I, I think, I, I, I think you're, what you said is correct that people get worked up and there's a lot of like, uh, staking like a claim rather than just being like, I don't know. But everyone I know, you know, I'm sure everyone you know, and we want football to happen. Like, yep. it, it's like, uh, the Marlins news is more, to me, sober, you know, where it's like, hey, this is not just going to go off without a hitch. 
And the NFL has much bigger personnel. They're going to have to travel every week or almost every week. So even to flippantly say lots of luck, yeah, it, it, it's not that, like, it, it is. Like, you should be concerned about this, and you should be really focused on this story if you care about the NFL. But I think there's a way, I think there's a way of presenting it is to say, yes, the, the Marlins news is sobering news, and to say, versus saying lots of luck NFL things, this has to be a real wake-up, not a wake-up call necessarily, but this has to be something the NFL has to be closely monitoring because they could be in the same position if protocols and things aren't followed. And, and I think it's versus saying just good luck NFL, right? Now, and I know he's paraphrasing and all of that. I, I just feel like we all, I don't care who it is, anybody that's reporting on this, anybody, we all want football. And I know there's, you know, we want we want good news. I, I, when I go on social media, when I go on, I want to hear good news. And it feels like over the last, Six months, there hasn't been a lot of good news. I, I disagree with you, Dean. I disagree. I, there are just haters hey, out there. Joe. Hey, Joe, I didn't wait. I didn't know you were there. You were so quiet. Thanks for speaking up. Well, you Go call ahead. on everybody else, and I'm just supposed to hop in like Double Dutch. So I'm just You're doing supposed it. supposed to hop in just like Double, double Dutch. Dutch. Yeah. Like I'm just Get telling you, <laughs> I think, I just think that there are people out there that are just haters. They just, they want to see it doesn't matter what it is. They want, they want to see things fail. And I also think that there are people who are just, kind of just look at the bad in things. They You could look at something that's 85% good and 15% bad, and they're only going to see that that's 15%. What to, that's what I said to start, Joe. I said there are people that get off on that. Like that's 100%. I know. So when you that say, but, but at the end when you say, no, I think everybody wants to see football. No, I think there are people who are like, who get off on just like, I said ah. everybody, everybody that works within the industry oh. wants the football <laughs> Okay, and within the, yeah, right. I, I'd say that's probably accurate. They well, yeah, because it's their livelihood. <laughs> there are haters. Look, there's definitely haters on the league, and they don't want, they don't like football, or they don't like this movie, or they don't like this. But uh, again, I think in this instance, he's definitely just creating this false majority. And then, you know, if you look in the responses, you get, uh, in my opinion, very stupid responses of like. It's just these keyboard warriors or blah 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 blah. It's no, like, but and yeah, and but there were some legitimate reporters that responded as well. Like, see, look, we're not, we're just kind of reporting on what is happening. Yeah, and, and again, it's like these people want, like the league provides these people those jobs, and it's just like I, I don't really see why it's also in this specific instance why you shouldn't view it a little pessimistically because uh, things are not going optimistically. You know, it's kind of like, Hey, uh, like trying to flip the bright side right now, if the league is in trouble is not necessarily, that's almost like burying your head in the sand. Listen, if there's no football, then not only are we recording in Travis's garage, I might be living in there. So we need football to come back. Yeah. I mean, the rent's going up too, Joe. So, I, I mean, if there's no football, I'm going to need another way to make some more money. I mean, so, with all the tchotchkes on the, the wall, I would expect to, I would fully expect to have to pay all for right. all that decor. So, uh, okay, and that, you guys are bringing me down. So let's move on to <laughs> let's uh, talk about let's talk about let's go back to baseball and talk about something that I really am hating right now. It's this starting extra innings with a guy on second base. I think it, everybody it, hates that. It's <laughs> mind-boggling to me that I saw I saw on the bottom line. 
went the Mets Braves game from whenever it was Friday night Saturday night that went into extra innings were and I forget who the player was he led off the inning with an RBI single but led off the inning the, the, <laughs> and then and then I tweeted out that I I never thought I would see that and then people started responding with stuff that was happening that the I forget who it was, but one team, they didn't, they didn't give up a hit and they lost the game because it was two sacrifices and, and then the run scored or you could have an inning where you don't have an official at bat because you have, you have sacrifices, you have a, a runner thrown out um, at the plate. It's, it's crazy. I mean, me. think about and, this. And, you could technically throw a perfect game and lose. Well, well, that's, that's insane. Like, like that is, I don't, I, I can't fathom this rule. Like, I just don't get it. Like, I don't get it. I, and, and, and what's the purpose to speed up the game? game? They don't want to play 18, 19 games. So they want to. I like it for this season, but I don't want to see it go beyond this shortened season. God, I don't want to see it go. I, no, I just, just, we, don't it's, need to see, we don't need to see 18 games. They've already cut the season by over a hundred games. Let them play a little bit extra innings if they have to. What does it matter? The I, risk I mean, is the same I, of getting COVID either way. You're already out there playing. This is the same MLB, and I look. I love baseball, but and I don't think I think it's a well-run organization. But I just don't understand some of the rules. Like the World Series was decided by the All-Star Game for how many years? Like that makes any kind of sense? An exhibition game, uh, and then you have a team win 105 games and have to go on the road against a team that won 95 games. And now we're starting the extra innings with the guy on second and nobody out. I, They're trying to get I, ratings I, up. I mean, baseball just juice is the not balls and give the guy sport. steroids. Work before. Am I wrong? You know, am I wrong? We don't work for the MLB. I don't think it's a. Uh, what we've been seeing is they aren't a well-run organization, and MLB is making yeah. Gary Bettman look like a genius. Look, but I've been on the inside of the NFL and and. I can tell you the NFL is successful in spite of itself sometimes. And I don't, the think, NFL is, I don't think that it's not a well-run organization. It's just an antiquated sport. It's boring. You're not going to get people to watch it. It's boring. If you take well, they, sports exactly. betting away from they're it, trying, nobody watches it. Unless you're like 60 or Dean. Yeah, you're an old middle you're an old man. Yeah, the average fan in baseball is what in the mid is like the mid 50s or something like that. Yeah, and they don't do a good job marketing. Like, that's their biggest problem. Yeah, I mean, your biggest star, you, you got, like, Mike Trout, who's, who's playing on a team that's awful in, in Anaheim, who gets almost no but Mike Trout is Mike Trout no is, publicity. Mike Trout is insane in terms of he, he's the best player in baseball, and he might be, you know, eventually the best player of all time. But he's not real. Like, he's not an outgoing personality. He's not somebody that – and that's no fault of his own. That's just who he is. He's, he's not that easy. You would think he's easy to market, but he's really not. Like they just, there's not a, a there's not a thing to do there. Yeah, baseball has boring. the same problem that hockey does, which is the unwritten rules of the league behavior uh, curb like boisterousness. Now the NHL is actually, I think, doing a little bit better job. But a guy like Bryce Harper, people constant there's a, a contingent of people who yeah. do not like him because he is loud and brash and likes to celebrate i mean for the longest time we still deal with the fact that like if you flip a bat 
it is the deepest insult that yeah. you could do. And it's like, come on, this is entertainment. Like, I'm sorry. We're, this, baseball is not the only sport in America anymore. So you should let people have fun. And I think they tried. I think baseball, you know, part of their, their marketing campaign was like, let the kids have fun. And they were doing all the bat flips. I think there's still that older traditional um, kind of, like you said, unwritten rules where you don't, you know, you don't flip the bat. You don't do. You, run, you, you, you know, you hit a home run, you run around the bases. And, and I think, I, and I think, unfortunately, with no fans, I don't think you're going to see people really showcase their personality. Like, what are you flipping bats for what? For who? You know, nobody's watching. Um, but I do, I do think baseball is, uh, I don't know. I just, I just hate some of these rules. I hate well, the rules. That rule is what's, silly. What's alarming and crazy to me is baseball got, you know, I think it was like an average of 4 million um, viewers on the games over the weekend. Oh, you're really going to be. If the NFL like can that's, figure that's out that's a good right? number for them, but this is the first sport that came back. And NFL numbers are 16 and a half million per game each week. Like, if you're only getting four million, we haven't had we haven't had numbers are going to be through the roof, right? Like I don't understand how more people didn't tune into the baseball games. Like four million is like okay, that's cool because that's a good number, but to me that number is really small. We haven't had sports. I feel like more people should have been watching, but that's just baseball just doesn't have it. There's other stuff going on, Travis. What hockey starts? Hockey starts <laughs> on uh, Saturday. Playoffs, play-in games. I'm excited. Uh, Edmonton and Toronto. I'm excited. I love how the NHL said we're going to stay in Canada. Um, we're going to keep everybody. We're going to keep everybody in our bubbles, and uh, we're going to play. I'm excited for the Rangers Panthers Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Pacific. I'll be watching playoff hockey. I'm so excited. Playoff hockey is great, and playoff basketball is great too. I love both those sports. To Did watch you see what both the NHL and NBA have been doing? They're kind of introducing some interesting like video elements you know along the board like where the like these stands would be for fans uh, like on the, each side yeah, and stuff yeah. it, it, mm-hmm. it looks really yep. exciting oh that's what i wanted to talk about what'd you guys think of i know we did it fox did it for the, the virtual fans did you oh, guys watch that i did it's terrible they i did not like them i i didn't personally i didn't love it i thought it was just weird because everybody was kind of like the reactions were late and everybody. Like, I think it's cool that we're innovating and we're doing different things. I'm like, you know what? Just put some carpet. Tell you what, and let's go. Yeah. What I did like though, I liked the piped in um, audio like yeah. that to me. Cause, cause yeah. baseball to me, maybe you guys are the same way. It's kind of a background sport for me. Like I can put a game on, you can do whatever else you're, you want to do, take care of chores, you know, clean your house, you know, mess around in the garage, do whatever, you know, you're playing with your kids. You hear the crack of a bat and you hear that, that, that um, crowd noise go up and like you can instantly look up, see the action, the, the hit down the left field line. Okay, guys running in the second, guys are scoring, whatever's happening. Like you don't miss the action. Do they, of, like, do, do they fake it when a ball's hit hard, but it, it's like tailing foul, like a, like in a real game? There's some, there's some ebbs and flows. It's more like Travis said, it's like kind of like background. And there is, there's that murmur in a baseball game where it's just, you know, you have 60,000 people and they're all talking and doing different things. Um, what I want to know is kind of like, yeah, there was some of them. Why is there not a cardboard cutout of, of Dean Blandino at Dodger stadium wearing like a good calls 
Sure. He didn't pay. No. My friend, my friend, my friend during the game um, Sunday night, a buddy of mine from New York texted me. He's like, hey, is there a cardboard cutout of you over the third baseline at Dodger Stadium? I was like, not that I know of. He's like, it looks like you. And I was like, so, all right, cool. Thanks. Brady is Brady Quinn or uh, Matt Liner, right? Well, that was funny. The Matt Liner, the, the pregame, <laughs> I forget where they were, but there was all the cardboard cutouts of our Fox uh, college football <laughs> guys. And instead of Liner, it was me. And, and whoever, whichever intern had picked those out was supposed to have Matt and had me. So. <laughs> that was cool. Joe, before we go to break, you want to, what, what's going on? Analytics. Oh yeah. I, I had a meeting earlier in the week with these guys, uh, Castle Point Analytics. They do analytics for gaming and fantasy, fantasy sports. And um, I had a pretty long conversation about them with doing some, helping them with some analytics for MMA. Uh, but I got them to give us a, a freebie on some of their really in-depth, way beyond my mathematical talents, um, so they give me the, the AL and the NL Cy Young award winners, what they kind of, their algorithms came up with. I don't know if you could still get it in, if you could still play it, but, uh, it'll be interesting to track. So they got Garrett Cole. So the AL Cy Young, they got Garrett Cole, one Granky, Morton, Barrios and Paxton Granky at number two though. He's like a plus 2,500. So that's a pretty, and I think that number might actually, that m- might be even better now that Verlander's out. Right. So yeah, well, Verlander, they said originally it was for the season. Now he's staying a couple weeks, but yeah, I mean, two weeks in the sixty-game season, he can kiss the Cyan goodbye. Yeah, and then for the NL, they've got Degrom, who's an obvious favorite, and Scherzer, Kershaw, three Corbin and Nola. So it'll be interesting to check out and just kind of follow it. And if they come through on this, you know, like it could be a real legit analytics. They were telling me and that they've got to do analytics for MMA in terms of how they how they doing that. Well, I can't really talk about, you know, exactly how they do it, but we, we kind of came up with some real interesting, um, ways of, of kind of analyzing, which a lot of other companies aren't doing. Wait, wait, you're now like a chef that can't give us the ingredients. I mean, I, you know, I, think <laughs> I, had, I had to sign an NDA, but they do have some pretty interesting things that they're doing. That's a little bit different than some of the bigger like networks. So. Just mayo and ketchup. I mean, that's, <laughs> but you've got to dice up the pickles and put it in there. That's the secret. Oh, that's See, everybody's got the mayo and the ketchup, but only these guys dice up the pickles, bro. There it is. Check them out. Castle Point Analytics. All right, cool. All right, let's Our go break. Have no feed. When we come back, Scott and I are going to break down the top five movies that Joe and Travis have never seen. Oh boy. <laughs> Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM. Let's create. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. 
he sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Paid by up-level rewards. Paid participation required at your portrayal. Attention all listeners. Are you ready to earn $750? Well, get ready because I'm about to introduce you to GetMy750.com, the ultimate way to earn. Here's the scoop. Instead of just streaming shows or playing games on your phone for nothing, you have the chance to earn additional cash. That's right. From trying out new subscriptions to playing your favorite mobile games, you can get extra cash in your pocket. Simply sign up at GetMy750.com and follow the instructions to start earning immediately. So, what are you waiting for? Turn your favorite apps into real cash with GetMy750.com. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to earn rewards for things you're already doing on your phone. Check out GetMy750.com today. That's right. Get started right now at GetMy750.com. Just go to GetMy750.com or Google Get My 750 Cash. Follow the simple instructions and get your $750. That's GetMy750.com. GetMy750.com. All right, we're back on Good Calls. I was thinking of this the other day. Joe and Travis, Scott and I are much more movie guys. Uh, I feel like we've had a pretty good pretty good cost section of movies. We've seen a ton of stuff. Joe and Travis, not so much. Joe, because he's just so busy and he's a, he's kind of an entrepreneur. He's got so many other things going on. Travis, just because, I don't know. I don't know why Travis hasn't seen a lot of movies. I don't know if he just didn't grow up with cable TV in, in Wyoming. If he was out on the farm. I don't know. But he just hasn't seen a lot of movies. So, so Scott, what I wanted to do is let's come up with the top five movies that they have not. How are we going to do this? Is what do you let's let's figure out what are our what do we think are, are the top five movies of all time, and then we'll see how many they've seen, and then we'll kind of try to add to it to get to five. Well, okay, so there's there's a couple types because it's like well, I think we've talked about this before, maybe not on the podcast, but it's like there's movies we think are good, but then there are movies that we think w- that we actually would watch a lot, like you know okay, throw this on. I, I don't care. I'll watch it again. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, let me just, let me, let me just add to this, add, add this to the, to the conversation. I watched uncut gems strictly because of you, Scott, you came in the studio and every day was, we're just handing them awards. So I literally went yeah. out of my way to go watch it. So I want those five. I want five like that. Like, like you have, you promoted like that. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> Would this, would this be cheating? Didn't we? Don't we already know that Travis has not seen The Godfather? Right? Isn't that one of them? We already know. Like that's a little bit of a cheat, but yeah. But I've already seen. You still that. haven't seen The Godfather? I, mean, I think I saw it. I can't remember. Wait, 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 a movie like that, okay? <laughs> that oh well, yeah, was that the one with is 
is Seth Rogen in that or is that Jay Burchall? Who's in that one? No. Okay. You don't say, oh, I think I've seen you either. You know you've seen it or you haven't seen it. So make up your mind. So uh, honestly, like, here's my problem I have with movies. So I put movies on at home, which, you know, that's where. Oh, it, God, it, it, I'm asking for I a whole big thing, thing here. I Travis. fall asleep. <laughs> and so then I, it doesn't matter if it's the best movie of all time or some movie that you just put on to, to, to put you to sleep. Like, I just fall asleep. And then it's like, okay, I saw that. But then I don't go back and watch it. So I, I think that happened with The Godfather. Honestly, like, I, think, so really, I think I tried watching it one time and I think I fell asleep. So, Dean, this is going to basically just be a very, like, this is, <laughs> oh this is like college dorm dude movies is basically what our list will be, right? Basically. <laughs> but, but we're no. saying that, but it's, but, but it's movies they, they have not, so wait, let me get this. Do you want to do movies they have never seen or you want to do movies that they've seen? What do you think is the better <laughs> no, look? No, that's, well, no, I think the movies that they ha- I still want to do, they haven't seen, but more I'm saying this is the type of list that we're going to create is like dude dorm movie, you know, where it's like, oh, you haven't seen Heat? You got to see Heat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And by the way, I don't think either of them have seen Heat. I've seen Heat. Nope. Joe has seen Heat. Okay. You what, one of you, one of you, okay, so we're, we're going to say, have one of you seen the Godfather, kind of. Have you seen The Godfather Part Two? Have both of you seen that? I've seen no. all the Godfathers. Okay, okay. Joe's seen all the Godfathers. Goodfellas. Okay. I'm a, I've seen all the gangster movies. I think. Okay. Gangster so movies and comedies are my are my sweet spot. Have you seen? Have either one of you seen Apocalypse Now? No. I have. Oh, okay. Wow! Wow! Did you take like a film class in college? No. No, but this, I, I watched it recently, actually, but I had to go, I had to watch it over like multiple days because I just kept falling asleep. I, going, I, I, Travis, what are you, narcoleptic? It, like, it, I'm going, it, it, I'm going that through way, like genres. So now I'm moving, now I'm moving to like war movies. We did, we did gangster movies. Now we'll do war movies. So, um, Full Metal Jacket. Of yeah, course. Love it. You've seen it. Put in it. I don't think I've seen Platoon. Yes, I did. I did. I did watch that one. But these are movies that you guys have all probably seen multiple times, but I, I've only seen them once. What about Saving Private Ryan? Love Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Love Black yeah. Hawk Down. Yeah. Yeah. What? A, well, what about also like, you're, we're, we're sticking in action. I'm going to jump to sci-fi real quick. Like, you know, like, have you seen either Alien or Alien? So either... The Ridley Scott Alien or Alien James Cameron? No. No. Okay, but I don't yeah. like scary movies if it's a scary movie. Okay. I was, I, never into, I was never into so I was never into like the mob movies, never into like sci fi movies. Like yeah, so I just I I never saw them. And so people tell me to go back and watch them now and now I have narcolepsy and I fall asleep instantly when I put movies on. So that's, you know, I fall asleep pretty I quick have. too when I when I tr- I've been trying to watch the last season of Ozark and I just can't get through the first the first. Have, uh, you, have, have either one of you seen ET? Yeah, when I was a kid, yeah. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. No. What about Jaws? Jaws was kind of in the zeitgeist recently. I saw Jaws. Okay. Have you yeah, seen Jaws? Jaws is one of those that always played. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I've seen most of it. I think I, I, it's just been so long. I haven't gone back to watch it again. But it's like something I remember, you know, all the 
we need a bigger boat, you know, all the, all the, all that. Yeah. yeah I, well, so, so also like, have you seen Terminator 2? Yeah. Because these are all, like, again, these are all movies yeah. I have not gone back to watch. In, have you seen in, Total in Recall? Have you seen Total Recall? Yes. I, I think we, we watched it when we were kids just to see the girl with three boobs. Now I have to mark this explicit. That's fine. Boobs, we can't nothing, say boobs. Ex- <laughs> nothing explicit about a three breasted Mars Martian. It's only explicit when <laughs> Travis mean, says it because it feels awkward. That worked in a, she is worked a in a brothel. In, <laughs> what was it? What was it in that area? It was it was the it was like the bad area of Mars. Yeah, the, there, it was Venusville. 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 Yeah. You know that movie is insane because like if if you have not seen Total Recall and then you're describing it to someone, it's like. So have you seen the scene where the dwarf woman ex-worker stabs the guy in the crotch? You're like, what are so you talking about? Okay, let's shift gears <laughs> completely. Do we, do we understand Total Recall? Was it all in his head? Was it real? What was the... Does anybody figure that out? No. I haven't watched this since what? I was a kid. It, it's open to interpretation. It's, to, it's supposed to be like, is this all just a dream? Because even the way it ends, Right. That's was a great it all movie. just him? Was it all just him going to that place and then inserting that in his brain, and that's what he, that's what he got for his, you know, for his experience. Yeah. I mean, Paul Verhoeven, the guy who directed it, it's like he had a run there where he did RoboCop, Total Recall, Basic Instinct. Like these are all back. They're like these are cr- they're weirdly crazy, violent movies that made so much money. Yeah, and they were all they were all good. Like RoboCop is an enjoyable movie. Basic Instinct is is a classic. Um, you know, Total Recall the the remake was awful, but with, you, yeah. the you guys are doing a very poor job of finding movies. Maybe we should go over this before next just, show and come back to it. Well, right, why don't right. I just we'll, talk we'll about some of the movies that, that I, I have in my top five? Yes. Okay, let's hear go ahead, What's up? We got like Fight Club, Forrest Gump, you got Shawshank Redemption. Um, those are three <laughs> off the top of my head. You started off, you started off so like strong <laughs> with Fight Club, and then you went to, to Forrest Gump. Titanic is on my list. You could um, not have made a quicker shift from Fight Club to Forrest Gump. Both great movies. But, when Titanic is on my list, Shawshank Redemption is amazing. Like these are all great films. Titanic? Back, back wait, wait, wait! Titanic? Oh yeah, Dude. such a great movie. If, if <laughs> Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption is, is typically on like greatest movies of all time list. Shawshank's um, a great movie. It, it's a great it's movie. Yes, yes. I, I'm, I'm into rom coms and in and, and comedies and in and, and like cartoon movies like that's what i get into can i ask you guys one <laughs> last movie question what do you got we'll reformulate yeah. this for a future week but what's a movie that makes you cry oh i cry rudy i cry i was gonna say rudy too rudy always makes me cry um another movie that makes you know what another movie that makes me fall every time i watch it it's and i and i both i love both of these actors it's it's when a man loves a woman with Andy Garcia and Meg Ryan. Uh-huh. I 
bawl my eyes out at that movie. That movie is one of the <laughs> saddest movies ever. I got mine. The Notebook. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. Wow. What At the end, when you find out she's, he's been reading the story to her, oh, man, it gives me tears just thinking about it. <laughs> I will say, you brought up Forrest Gump. When Bubba <laughs> dies, yeah. like, I, I, I think also the older you get, the more susceptible you are to see. Because like when I saw that when it came out, I was like, you know, I'm just like, oh, okay, he died. Now I like if I watch that scene, I'm like, this is heart wrenching, and you you just get broken the, up. The movie does get better every time you watch it. Because when I first saw it, I didn't think the movie was fantastic. I thought Tom Hanks was amazing in it. But the more you watch the movie. I think the better it gets. And I think for me still, and I think Scott, you agree. Lieutenant Dan is like my favorite character from that movie. The other one that makes yeah, me cry yeah, is I, um, what's the one with Bruce Willis and where they save the world from the meteor. Armageddon. 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 That, that's a tearjerker for sure. <laughs> ben Affleck. Joe, Joe, you're the only one who, who knows this, but having a daughter now watching anything where there's some kind of like father daughter relationship oh, yeah. movies, tearjerker every time. Big time. Don't watch million dollar baby. I haven't seen it. Nor have I. You oh, know what? Yeah, you will cry. You will cry. I cried in Onward. I cried in Onward. Um, Father son type deal. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I cried. This is is COVID 19. Four dudes talking about crying. (laughs) You know what? It's it's called evolution. Good job, Scott. Guaranteed. Guaranteed for me to cry. I don't cry at any point during the movie except at the end of Field of Dreams when he's like, hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? I fucking lose it every time. Every See, time I you talking about it. I don't cry to that part. I get more torn up about when the the guy, Moonlight Graham, goes from being old or from being young and he's like, I got to go become an old guy again. I get more. Oh, yeah. That is more affecting because also the problem to me is he says, want to have a catch. I grew up in the Midwest. You said, play catch. Nobody has a catch, yeah. Yeah, I just said that. Oh, no, we don't. Wait, wait, what? Yeah, we, we, never play said, catch. we never said play catch. We said, you want to go have a catch. Oh, no, no, no. We, no. we, we said play, play catch. catch. Yeah, they oh, have yeah. up there. It I've never the even heard of have a catch. catch. Like, I've never heard of that until that movie either. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. But, but that's what they put in the movie. So you guys are wrong. It's not catch. Some knucklehead from New York didn't know what he was doing. You know? yeah, it's in Iowa. He doesn't know Middle America. They were in I know, Iowa. You know, he doesn't know Middle America. America. Yeah, they say play catch there. Because Iowa is not Middle America. No, they say play catch, catch there. That's what he's saying. That he's saying that it's wrong, Dean. It's written incorrectly. The script is wrong. That's, I, that's, that's why it's bothered me. It's like I, I get... <laughs> thrown out of the movie. He's all anyway, getting, Scott's getting ready to cry and then he's like, wait, that shit's wrong. You guys I'm not crying. I, we play catch. No, you no. Go, go, go play catch then. No, we play but catch too. Play West, West um, Coast plays catch so as well. Two things, two things that I watched recently that freaked me out for different reasons. So I watched this thing. First of all, HLN has a show called Scary People hosted by Donnie Wahlberg. I don't know how Donnie Wahlberg got connected <laughs> with this show, but it's like my favorite show now. 
and Donnie Wahlberg's great. I, again, I don't know how that got connected, that they were like, we're going to do this show about scary people, which is like serial killers. <laughs> These really awful people. Let's get Donnie Wahlberg to, to host it. Like, does, uh, Donnie's available. But he does a great job. What do you guys think should be the host? Yeah, new kid and, on the block. And the last night I was watching, and it was about the the and growing up in the East Coast, I didn't know much about it. But I, and Scott, you said there was more than one, but this was the Night Stalker in L.A. in the mid '80s, Richard Ramirez, and I didn't know anything about this story, and it had me glued. To the oh, TV. dude, I was here for that. Like it was, he was in my town when I was a in, kid. Thing, it scared dude. the shit out of you. I remember waking up in the middle of the night as like a seven-year-old kid locking windows. Yeah, I believe the scary thing. I don't. I I don't remember if I read this. If this. If I read this, maybe Dean, you can say in the the show you were watching. But his thing was, if the window or the door was unlocked, he would go in because he was like mentally unsafe. He's like, oh, they want me to come in. Yeah, like if you forget to lock your window, he's like, well, they want me to come in. I'm going to come in and then you know, kill you or do but whatever. He, was starting, he started off, he was a drifter from El Paso and he started off just going into open windows and stealing stuff. And then he started like murdering and raping and doing these awful, awful things to these people. And his thing was like, he would go in and he would, if it was a man and a woman, he would shoot the, the man in his sleep and then rape the woman and, and, and right. do these awful things. And I was like, I, I'd never heard of this. And I was like, oh my God, this is insane. And then the way he got caught was they finally they finally got a tip from a kid that saw him in the neighborhood, saw the car he got in, got a partial license plate, put his picture out. He gets up a Greyhound bus in LA. People recognize him. He's in like East LA and they're chasing him down the street. Tries to steal some dude's Mustang in in a in a in a, uh, a, a driveway in East LA, you don't do that. The guy gets out, starts beating his ass. He runs down the street. They chase him some more. He tries to he tries to carjack this woman. They pull him out and beat him with a pipe. The cops show up and he's like bloodied on the ground. And it was and you know he convicted death penalty, but he ended up dying in prison of like some kind of health deal. Wow. It was crazy. What's this show yeah, called? Very scary people. Scary people <laughs> on HLN. Yeah. Oh but, boy. But wait, but that's not the thing that freaks me out the most. The thing that freaks me out the most, I want you to picture this. I've heard this story and I've never heard this story before. But this Indiana couple, uh, this was a couple years ago, this Indiana couple adopted this girl from Russia. And they thought it was, this is the story. They thought it I've was enough. Dude, dude, Travis and Joe, you haven't heard this story. This freaked me no. beyond no belief. So, so they adopt this, what they think is this adolescent child from Russia. They, they, they come out and say that it's not a child. It's a grown woman who has some weird dwarfism. <laughs> And the and the, the woman is like threatening to kill them. They wake up in the middle of the night, and she's standing at the foot of their bed with a knife, threatening to murder them. And they like abandoned the, the and and like then she gets adopted by another family, and they do like all this testing, 
and she says she's 16. The couple says she's like 25. But can you imagine adopting what you think is a child and it end up being a dwarf woman who wants to murder you in your sleep? That's, like, that's freaky, the scariest dude. thing I've ever heard. How does that stuff not come out when like, you know, you're going through the adoption paperwork? I don't know. I just <laughs> read this story. I actually saw a clip. I saw Rogan talking about it and it was an older clip. And, and I was like, I got to research this. And then like, I saw they, they interviewed her with her new family and she, she seemed like a girl. Like, I don't think she's not, but this family was convinced that she was an adult woman with this, this rare form of dwarfism that wanted to murder them in their sleep, which is the scariest thing ever. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's not cool at all. I just, I can't even, I don't know. But uh, let's go bring it like you know, because it's getting late. I'm, I, I'm not going to sleep tonight because I'm talking about You're not walking to get ice cream tonight, are you? I'm not doing anything. Uh, I'm not going anywhere. Speaking of ice cream, so, dude, did you try that chip flavor yet? No, I got to go out and get it. I haven't seen it. Fantastic. Let me tell you. It's another Netflix one. Here we go, Brandon Blandino. Half, half hey, by the way. Bill Alden Robinson, writer and director of Field of Dreams. Guess where he's from, guys? New York. Long Beach, New York. What's up? Long Beach, New York, which is maybe 15 minutes from where I grew yeah, up. Yeah, that's, that's the whole thing. He said it catch. wrong, though. That's what we're trying to catch. tell you. Yeah, in Iowa. In Iowa. Do you want to go play basketball? Do you want to go play hockey? That's the game. You want to go have a basketball You know what? I will call. I have an Iowa friend. I have a friend from Iowa. I could call him right now. It's not play catch. You play a game. Catch is like practice. Dean, Travis, there's a thing. I just I was looking up articles, too, while we were talking about this scary dwarf. There's a Tampa Bay Times article interviewing the guy who played the dad. And he and in the article on set it says there were a few issues. First, Costner and Brown, that's the actor, talked and suggested to the director that no one says want you have a catch, at least where they grew up. You say play catch. Nice job. But Robinson, who is from New York, Thank where you. they said have a catch. So the New Yorkers are wrong. No, no. Have a catch. No, you're okay. wrong, Dean. So it's like, job, it's like Canadians. Canadians don't take showers. They, ha- I'm going to go have a shower. Look, I, I, I've have, never heard of that. Have a catch. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm going to tweet about it. And I'm going to do a poll. Where was his dad from? Where I'm going to. I'm going to call from? Corey, who is an official Io, Ioian, and I'll ask him. I mean, I, I, I grew up uh, 30 minutes from the Iowa border. Like we say, play catch. All right, so Dean's wrong on this one. Sorry, boss. Let's go, you Brandon are, Blandino. It's not. It's have a catch. All right, Brandon Blandino. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> life alert saves 11. Saves a life every 11 minutes. Can't be that many people falling. <laughs> yeah. This, so I saw this ad for life alert. You know, I fall and I can't get up. Cool. Yeah. And Classic. They... they They've really come a long way, though, from the, like, I remember the 80s with the old ladies falling down. Now they have, like, they have not just you wear it around your neck. You can put it in, like, high fall likelihood places in your in your house, like the bathtub. Like, you can, and, and there's a button. But they, they have, and I am, I don't know how we can, we can confirm this. But it, they, they are advertising 
that Life Alert saves a life every 11 minutes. That That's... to me is, seems impossible. That, there can't be that many people falling down. Like what? Do you, do you think they're having and, and having and having that device? Like every 11 minutes? That, like it, that's true. That seems pretty high. I know too right now. thirteen, life alert is going to save somebody's life. <laughs> I mean, we're an hour and we're an hour and ten into the show. That means ten people have been saved by life alert since we started. <laughs> life alert. <laughs> so, thank God. Today's show is brought to you by Life Alert. Listen, I, I've life got, alert, and, I, and there's <laughs> five more people that are alive because of life alert. Listen, I know exactly what we're going to do. I'm going to call those guys from Castle Point Analytics. I'm going to have them get all over this and quantify how many people <laughs> get st- stop all the sports gaming and fantasy football information you guys are, are working like, on. Because every, get, on the, every, get on this, please, every, guys. Every alert that Life Alert gets is not life and death. Like that's No, me. most of them are bogus. Most yeah. of them are false positive uh, requests. Oh, dude, so I used to work like at... You, I used to be the alarm monitor guy, like when you, for West Tech security, when your alarm go off, I went off, I'd call you and be like, is everything okay? What's your password? And like 99.8% of them were just, uh, just didn't get to the thing in time. They go off off by mistake. There's no way that that many life alerts. Like I could understand if I, I, I'm still, (laughs) I'm still doubtful that there's even one alert every 11 minutes. But then you add on top of that that not only is somebody alerting life alert every 11 minutes, but it's a life-saving event when, right. when, when people are – like that to me seems so outrageous. And I'm, I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's BS. There's no way that's right. I mean, yeah, we are, we are facing was, the deadliest disease of all time. So Everywhere, everywhere. Like we would have ambulances every, every – everybody should be hearing sirens right now. Yeah, especially on the west side where you live. There's a lot of older people in that area. There's a, there's a, a like an old, um, <laughs> there's like two across the street from me. And yeah, life, life alert should be firing off. Everybody. Life alert should have a, should have a remote office set up right here. <laughs> it's not happening. I don't know. All right. There that's it. it. That's, uh, that's it. This has been good calls with Dean Blandino. Please follow me on Twitter at Dean Blandino and at its Instagram. At Dean Doppler and Dean, I'll follow Sean on Instagram and Twitter at Wolf Podcast. And be sure to rate our podcast on the Hot Radio app. Good Calls with Dean Blandino is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. 
With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.